This is Reset and can be found at mccabe.io. I'll be talking about anything that plugs in or takes batteries, mostly home automation, networking, home storage, and I'll be bringing some friends along. Reset was inspired by a bent paperclip that's sat on my desk for years. It reminds me that no matter how much we mess something up, there's usually a reset button. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Reset. It's a trending technology podcast, episode number 39. I'm your host, David McCabe. It's getting crazy around here. And I want to talk to you about a few things before I head off to CES. I wanted you to have something to listen to from me, just in case I go to Vegas and get lost and never come back, never podcast again. But what I'm hoping to do is get you some material from the show And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some things that's already in the forums. We're going to talk a little bit about some storage. And honestly, I want to tell you what what I'm going to do for the next 10 days. And then we're going to come back after post-show CES. We'll do the wrap. And I want to see either how well we did, if I stuck to my guns. And, you know, I've got some ideas. And I want to share them with you now. I want to talk through them. Because I've really, I've, I talk to myself a lot, right? But I haven't really told anyone these plans. And I want to make sure, I don't know, maybe you can hold my feet to the fire. We're going to see if I can pull this off. It's, it's, it's daunting. I have a daunting CES schedule as usual. And I want to share it with you. Now, if you don't like the CES coverage, don't go anywhere. Don't fast forward. Don't hit stop. Because I'm not going to make this about, Every little thing, you know, the the toaster with wings that has a unicycle wheel that was shown, you know, by Engadget and the Verge. And no, we don't do that here. I promise you, we don't do that here. I try not to get into the hype of some of that stuff, but I do want to cover a few things with you and chat with you. And then we'll follow up back in uh, the end of January. In the middle, I would like to have, I hope to have some show floor coverage for you. If it's interesting, I don't want to just record to record. So I plan on doing some video. I plan on doing some audio. Now, here's the thing with me on CES. If recording gets in the way of like my goals for the show, I just, I don't do it, right? I just talk. I'll sit there, stand there actually. And look the person face-to-face in the eye and just talk with them. That's, that's my number one goal, is to see people, create relationships, talk about their products and their future, and see how it may impact not only Reset Podcasts, but Reset Forums, right? Now, I do like to record video. And this year, I'm taking a little handheld Zoom recorder. It's funny... I had purchased a microphone, an external microphone USB for my MacBook. That is my uh, traveling laptop that I can crunch video with. And a couple of days later, there was a sale on one of these little Zoom recorders. And it's kind of cool because it has a tripod head to it. I don't know if you call it a head, but it's a little screw hole, right? That you can screw down into a tripod. So you can put it on one of those little bitty micro or little bitty stands and point it somewhere and record if you need to. 
And I like that because I can use it as a microphone and do voiceovers with the laptop. But you can also take it with you, right? And shove it in someone's face and record audio. And I like that as well. So that's going to be new. I haven't done that in many, many years. I mean, many years. I have, I have not done this. So I've been taking that stance of, you know, meet, talk, and, you know, go forward. But I, I, I need to change. So we're going to shake this up a little bit. And that, that doesn't mean that I'm going to do it at all. I may come back with zero audio. But, and you guys haven't told me anything. Do you like show floor audio? Or do you not? Sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. So I, I'm hit or miss on that. So I'm gonna tell. We're gonna talk a little bit about that. I'm gonna talk about my new Dell computer. <laughs> You're going to laugh at this. We're gonna talk a little bit about the forums, and we're gonna talk about some releases that have already happened pre CES, and we're talking about Netgear. We're talking about ASUS. There's probably 10 or 15 that released today, and I just haven't uh, looked into them. And also, we're going to talk about Blink and Amazon, right? I know you know what's that story and what's coming up, because last podcast, I kind of I tore Blink up, right? So if you haven't heard, if you haven't listened to the last show, there was a section in there where I spoke to you about mining. Now, I've been chatting with... Jim Collison over at TheAverageGuy.tv. Of course, Jim and I go go way back, you know, and it 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 stands that if Jim is interested in it, I probably am interested in it, and and vice versa, right? And I resisted this movement for quite some time, and Jim came to meet up and practically forced me to purchase a video card. I was like, all right, I'll do it. Let's do this. I've got hardware. That's the thing. You're a storage guy, right? You're a home server guy. You've got hardware laying around, especially if you're like me. You've gone from the home server, the big box, to a NAS. You've got hardware laying around. So I did that. And then he got me into some storage-based ideas, and I've got a lot. I have stacks and stacks of hard drives, guys, not doing anything. You know, I had, I don't know, like 12 terabytes in a Plex server in a pool that I'm using probably 40 gigs of. 12 terabytes. <laughs> it, you know, it, it was there because I could, right? And I'm powering it, and I didn't, need to, I didn't need to use all that. I didn't need to power that. So what I'm trying to tell you is, if you didn't listen to last show, the last podcast, go back and listen to that. There's a section in there that I think it speaks to me and I hope it will speak to you on why I'm doing this and why I think I like it. I was talking to Jim. This has been, you know, it's daily almost where we chat. And I told him, I said, I have not had my hands in a computer case in probably three years, right? Building. Now, I've, I've definitely taken apart. And I've got, I've got one of those building wounds. Do you know when you crack a case and it's a new case and you scrape a knuckle or the backside of your hand or something on 
you know, the aluminum case that's kind of sharp and it's got edges and stuff. Like you get those wounds when you're building a PC, right? I got a couple of those and I was just like, you know what? I haven't, I haven't had that happen in so long. And I'm sitting there looking at my bleeding self and like thinking that's cool. I'm proud of this new wound I have. Uh, I didn't tweet it. I guess I spared you the, the gore. It's not that bad actually. So there's a certain thing about building PCs and being hands-on that I think that we as home server enthusiasts kind of get into and I think that's why I get into this new this new wave of mining and building the hardware out like that. I think that's why I kind of get into it. So I'm going to talk with Jim when we get back from CES. We're going to talk about how you can use some of those old components sitting around gathering dust and you can use them for good to mine with to not only make a couple of coins on the side but you know to get back into maybe reusing some old hardware maybe building something maybe Maybe you find something out about your network. You know, it's just, just, we're just keeping us sharp. We're just keeping us sharp. Different things come along and we kind of roll with it. You know, we, we did the home server craze. We did the HTPC craze. I mean, how many of us bought HTPC cases, right? To make it flat and nice and had the little CD or the DVD drive popping in and out, you know, making it look pretty and putting it under the TV or by the but I almost said VCR, <laughs> by the DVD player, by the Blu-ray player, making it look pretty. And, you know, we're evolving. We're moving on. So it's, I don't know. I, I'm smiling right now. I get a kick out of this. I hope, I hope I'm not uh, boring you. I know, I know some folks don't want to hear it, but I'm going to talk with Jim when we get back from CES, and we're going to dive into these storage miners where some of them they don't hammer NVIDIA GPUs and take tons of power off the grid to mine coins. They actually plot hard drive space and use that in order to mine. There's also a way, remember back in the day when we had uh, these storage protocols, kind of like uh, Lassie's Walla, and we spoke with uh, Lassie you know, at CES many times, and actually I'm probably going to meet them in a couple of days with uh, Seagate there. And you could give you could give a little space, right? Share a little space on your hard drive. It would be encrypted. You'd never know what blocks are stored there. It'd be fragments of other people's storage, and you, you became part of the cloud. And what you got in return was storage on the cloud, right? Well, now you can do that and actually not take it in storage, but take it in a coin, right? A, a type of crypto monetary instrument that could be worth something someday, possibly a little bit, possibly a lot, a lot of it, right? You never know. But it's, and I want to reiterate, it's not for the money, right? It's not to gain riches. It's, it's almost a fulfillment type exercise and there is then there's that on the other side of it it's like 
I don't want to say it's for the riches because I don't expect, I don't dream of Lambos and, and, and blondes on beaches, right? That, that's not the thing. It's, it's more of a fulfillment thing. Yet, on the other side of this, no pun intended, coin, there is the possibility for what you invest in by mining to increase in value. I'm not going to say double, triple, quadruple. You know, it, it could increase in value. It could stay stagnant. And all you get is a gun, you know, some good memories chatting with friends and building hardware out. Maybe paying for a little power, right? So you never know. There is also that. Okay, that's probably enough. You're probably already like, Dave, you said you weren't going to talk about this stuff and now you're just going on about it. Let me tell you, once it gets into you, you you start looking around for hardware, right? I'm I've torn my hardware closets upside down looking for things. And the cool part is like motherboard wiring. I've got a drawer full of, you know, like Molex to SATA power connectors and the you know the the video power connectors to Molex and all these motherboard kind of parts and things and so it it's been fun it's been interesting but what I found is I've started scraping Craigslist I've started scraping eBay and my last thing was there's a neighborhood app it's like Facebook for neighborhoods called Next Door. You probably know this. If if not, if you search for next door, there's probably a gathering of your neighbors and immediate neighborhoods on this app complaining about, you know, dogs pooping in their yard or something. You know, it's it's a big complaint fest, but it also it can be useful for neighborhoods to alert each other of of crime or, you know, a funky white van following children around. And also it's a great place to dump things. Like you can say, hey, I just dumped an air conditioner at the end of my driveway. Whoever wants it, come get it. And it'll disappear, right? Someone will come get it and sell it for scrap or whatever they do with it. But you can also sell things. So you can search on there. And I found I found a Dell computer. It was brand new. It was a Core i3, 6 gigs of RAM, and I don't even remember the hard drive space. I wasn't buying it for that. I think it was a one terabyte. It's a, actually a Western Digital Blue uh, spinner. Uh, video card on board. Nothing special. Uh, power supply, very, very small. I think it was a 240. But it was the i3 that intrigued me. Six gigs of RAM intrigued me. And one PCIe slot, uh, 16. And two PCIe uh, by one slots, right? So three slots. Now, something you have to take into account, and you're already, some of you have already way ahead of me in your thought process. These computer makers don't just buy an MSI or Asus or Gigabyte board and throw it in there and it has everything imaginable on it, right? No, these are very specialized uh, motherboards. They fit the very small case. They have funky power plugs. They have funky connectors and and weird stuff and not a lot of SATA ports. Actually, this one had four extra, which was weird. But proprietary by all means, 
proprietary to the hilt. You're not sticking anything else in this box, right? And powering it up very easily. Although it does have the X1 slots that you can, you know, you could throw a USB card, a SATA card, you know, whatever you wanted to put in there. Uh, video, uh, like a, you know, a graphics uh, engine to import or whatever. You could do something with this. It's still a Core i3 processor and it's pretty zippy. It had a value of probably 400 and it was on next door. I forget for how much. I think for 300. I paid 200 for it. And I felt I felt I got a good deal, right? And the and the person wanted to get rid of it. So they they came down to 200 and um I I felt I got a good deal. Also has a nice little keyboard and a nice little mouse. Take it with a grain of salt. It's 10 bucks worth of gear, right? But the computer I bought for, yes, mining purposes. You've guessed it. And I had extra gear laying around that I thought, you know, I can get this extra stuff in here for the same price I can maybe, you know, not building a computer, but I have this. And if it doesn't work... I can always sell this thing. I I figure I could probably put it on eBay and sell it for maybe like two seventy five uh, clear, right? Maybe uh, sell it for three hundred and clear two seventy five. I could probably make money in this adventure if I don't ding it up too much, right? So right now, it yes, it's mining away right now with one card, and I have to. Um, I'm, I'm I've probably put another twenty dollars to the adventure for. Uh, firing up another external video card. And I know you've seen those rigs where cards are laying out of the computer and and mining. So but that's I bought a Dell. I don't even have I ever bought a Dell computer? I don't think I've ever bought a Dell computer. Ever. I always build, right? Now, on the other side, I put a post in the forums that has started some really good and interesting conversation about building a mining rig. So I put in there, help me build an entry-level mining box. And a couple of guys have just taken over that thread and are, you know, building and discussing, hey, what's good? You know, what do I need to put in it? And uh, Schoondoggy, you guys know Kevin Schoonover, he is putting out, you know, some new egg parts list and some he's finding some really good parts. Now I bring this up to you because if you ever thought about building a new PC, you could look at these parts and get a nice little computer and for probably not that much money. His build complete end to end, powering it on. I mean, you need to supply, you need to supply a monitor, keyboard and mouse. But his end-to-end build was $429. Not bad. My reply to that is, well, you might already have the case. You might already have the power supply, right? You may already have... I know you've got the hard drives. Yes, we've all got the hard drives, right? So you're knocking off, you might knock another 200 off of that and be able to build a computer for 2 to 250 and maybe even 
uh, keep going down this thread and get something different, get something cheaper, get something a little faster. It's a, it's a neat thread. I enjoy build threads where someone is building like an entry-level gaming box for their kid. I enjoy those threads where people go back and forth about, well, why did you pick this? Okay, why did you pick that? Now, that's just the rig that doesn't have any cards built into it. So a GPU is going to cost you anywhere from $150 up to, you know, 800 bucks, depending on what you want to buy. But I just wanted to talk about my new Dell PC. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so giddy about this little Dell. It's, it's pretty. I like it. And I'm shoving all kinds of parts inside of it. It's currently sitting on a rack, splayed open and pumping two video cards uh, into the, the mining cloud out there. All right, I talked to you a little bit about CES. The craziness has started. I leave on Sunday. What is today? Today's the 5th, so it's going to be the 7th. Sunday the 7th, I jump on a plane, go to Vegas, and I'm not going to be back for 10 days now. Yes, that's a long time. But what, I, what we typically do is either pre-CES or post-CES, family and friends gather in Vegas to paint the town, have some fun. And when I'm at CES, I, I walk through casinos. I just usually don't partake, right? I don't play. I don't drink. I don't, I don't do anything silly. I'm, I'm usually either late some, to get somewhere, trying to get somewhere, or I'm trying to get back to my room because I'm just dead tired. No time to play when you're at CES. Now, I did, okay, live streamed. You guys correct me. I don't remember what it was. I live streamed me playing on a machine before a new egg event in, at Caesars Palace. And I won like $170. It was, it was kind of fun. I was streaming it. I was trying to hide it, and I was streaming it live. I don't know what it was. Facebook? No, it wasn't Facebook. I don't know what it was. So the craziness has started, and what the craziness is for me right now is prepping, right? So I've got all these machines doing all this work for me and I'm just going to walk away from it and not be able to, you know, reach out and touch them and make sure that they're running, make sure a program didn't start, make sure Windows update didn't, you know, reboot it or do crazy things. So I'm kind of prepping. Now I told you in last episode what I was going to do in some of this prep was check out the new Eero. Uh, Not the new Eero app itself, but they have a program on there called Eero Plus, and it gives you a VPN. It gives you all kinds of extra security and whatnot. And I've only activated one feature (laughs) in Eero Plus, and I'm already completely in love with it, and it's called encrypt.me. You can actually go out to that website, encrypt.me. It's a, it's a product that is, and it's a non-ERO entity, right? They're partnered with these guys. So you get, you get, I think, what, five accounts and I think unlimited devices. So you can put it everywhere. I think you can use it five logins. Don't, don't quote me on that. I think I have the notes in the last show, but I'm using it on, I used it on my laptop and I used it on my phone and it worked really, really well. Now, the one thing 
I had one trouble with it, and that's on weak Wi-Fi signal. If, if I ran into weak Wi-Fi signal, it would drop the VPN, and I would notice like, oh man, my VPN's gone. It works really well. It's pretty much worth the price of enrollment into Eero Plus for that feature right there. It also comes with one password. It comes with malware bytes, antivirus. It has a little extra network security for your Eros at home. And it has some ad blocking. And you get, I think you get extra filters or something uh, for your safe filters when you run Eero as your router. I'm not trying any of that stuff right now. I did not want to complicate my life with trying to remote back in, right? I did not want to get somewhere and not be able to get back in. So I've tested I've tested both VPN on the phone and the laptop with encrypt.me. Now, that is a connection from your phone to encrypt.me's servers on the VPN and throws you out to the internet. That is not a tunnel from your phone to your Eero and back into your network. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. I may, I think I said that somewhere in one of these last couple of podcasts that I wondered if it did that, but no, it does not. So don't think that. But it works really well and I really like it and I think uh, you should try it. It's, they give you a 30-day trial and that's what I did is I started my trial like a week ago so it would roll over CES and I would be able to use it. So, awesome stuff. I'm going to use that every hotel, every Wi-Fi I get onto. I don't care what I'm on. I'm not going to trust anything, and I'm going to use that. I can't believe that I honestly haven't been doing this before, right? Now, as I said, this does not help me get into my network. I need to get back into my network with some type of remote desktop protocol. So I'm using my Synology box. What else would I use, right? So I have a PPTP... VPN setup, and I have an L2TP uh, pre-shared key set up, and I've got both of them enabled in case I have trouble with either one. I know PPTP is not quite the um, protocol anymore uh, for safety, but it still works, and it's still supported in, in, a, in a lot of devices. So I have both enabled. I'm pretty sure I've tested both good let's see i hot spotted my phone turned its wi-fi off hot spotted it connected the laptop got into the house started a remote desktop session boom worked i'm also going to try to use team viewer i've never been a big team viewer user are you i used to way back in the day i used to use splash top inside my home right now i use Microsoft, just Microsoft's RDP protocol, just remote desktop, just works, right? This Team Viewer, it works pretty good too. So I'm, I'm kind of intrigued about that. Now I do need to do a little more testing. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to, you know, I have so many machines in the house. I may have to Team View into one PC and then branch out from there. I am not sure. I haven't tested to every machine. So I may do that. Just just so I can get into it. 
And I also have started some reporting mechanism with one of my uh, mining softwares, and you probably don't want to hear about that. But I'm going to be looking into that too. So that's that's part of my preparation. Not only do you know you got to get your batteries and your cables and your all your equipment and your gear ready, you got to remember that hey, you're going to be gone for ten days. Maybe ah crap, I haven't done this. I need to replace the batteries in the you know in the lock going outside because if if I'm not here and those batteries die. You know, my family's going to be, they're just going to break the door down. They're not, you know, <laughs> over a couple of batteries. You know. The house will cease to function if the automation fails while I'm gone. Hopefully I can uh, circumvent some of those by, you know, swapping some batteries and, and making sure cameras are operating. I've got a camera in my office and I've put a camera on my equipment rack to make sure everything's cool, everything's going on, right? So now it's pretty much time to focus, you know, on the laundry and uh, the the things that I need to take. I did get some cases for my Pixel 2 from a manufacturer called Tudia, T-U-D-I-A. Got a couple of cases that I'm going to be carrying at CES with me, and I'll be talking, I'll probably do a YouTube on that. I won't uh, podcast on that. So that's kind of cool. All my cameras, memory cards, all that kind of good stuff. Everything is, I hope, almost ready to go. Almost ready to go. Now, I'm changing some things up on who I speak with at CES. I used to go early and catch the press releases. I mean, the press conferences, the big ones like Samsung, Sony, Panasonic, Toshiba, I used to be Dish Networks. You could not keep me away from Dish Networks presentation. Loved it. Most of all, they gave away cool stuff, <laughs> right? They gave away a bag. Sorry, I'm taking a sticker off of SD card. They gave away a bag. They gave away a water bottle. You know, they, all kinds of good stuff. But they stopped doing it. They're just they're just not releasing anything anymore. So that was always fun and. I don't know how much I need to report to you on a TV from Samsung or Sharp's new TVs or Samsung's new washer and dryer set, you know. I don't need I don't need to do that. And I do like that part of CES. Pretty much that's where I get to interact with some friends in the industry, right? All those guys that we always used to meet up. I used to, the missing remote guys used to come out. We used to have a blast. Well, those guys don't come out anymore. I always, I do get to talk with Richard Gunther, Josh Pollard. Last year, I got to speak uh, with uh, Richard Hay. He was there. We we hung around for a few pressers, probably a couple that I wouldn't have gone to, but you know, my friends are there, so I hang with them. Last year I went to the Drone Rodeo, which I enjoyed that. It wasn't really, you know, focused on the Reset podcast or the Reset forums. But I enjoyed that. This year, I registered as press for a conference called Coin Agenda. Now, before you hit 30 seconds ahead, it's not about a bunch of nerds mining Bitcoin. It's... I hope it's going to be interesting in the fact that it is geared around 
the blockchain technology itself and how to use that outside of coin, right? How to use blockchain technology in IoT, networking, and other technologies like that. I, I, that intrigues me. Something new. It's a pivot. I think, I think that's going to be, it, maybe that might not be the talk of CES this year, but I think that it is going to be in the future. I do think that's where a couple of technologies are heading. I also think it's a bunch of pie-in-the-sky bullcrap at this point. You know, some of it is just techno-speak for techno-speak's sake. Just to get blockchain, you know, in their press release so that their stock will shoot up or, you know, some crap like that. I think some of it's a bunch of hooey, and it's my job to kind of flesh that out. I think I'm going to do that. That happens at the same time Drone Rodeo does. So... I have to make a decision on, you know, the future of technology versus, man, I want to just go out to the desert and fly drones because I really had fun doing that last year. But, and it, you know, it's, it's also, it's time and it's steps and it's standing and it, it's going to, it, it further, you know, reduces your strength over the entire week of CES. You think that's kind of crazy talk, but it's true because you get worn You do get tired. You get worn out because you're up. Break of dawn, you know, you're writing or recording or doing something and you're up all night, you know, finishing it up, chatting with people, meeting people, you know, offline and so, and so forth. I'm seeing a lot of folks post uh, Coin Agenda when the show starts. All, all the... All the heavies that I enjoy speaking with, like the D-Links, the Netgears. This year I'm going to speak with, I've got a meeting with Blink. We're going to talk about this Amazon thing. I have a meeting with Abode, you know, uh, security camera, I mean security system folks. EasyViz, meeting up with them. QNAP, Synology, Seagate. Um, I said I said Netgear, right? Adata. And I have, I have this list, right, of other folks that I want to just go by and walk by and, and chat them up. If you have something you would like me to stop and look at, you know, I don't, don't send me to Sony and have me look at, a, you know, a home theater projector. I, I, I'm just going to say, I don't want to do that. Besides, Sony's way back in the main hall. I, that's not what I'm there for. Now, every once in a while when someone releases, you know, a TV as thin as two slices of paper, yes, I have to go look at it. And I'll go get a picture and I'll tweet it and I'll talk about it, you know, for two seconds. But the consumer electronics, you know, this podcast is kind of not about that. But when something moves the bar, yes, we talk about it. We cover it. Now, here's where you come in. If you do see it. Sony TV or a projector that's thin as two slices of paper, you put it in the forums. I've created a special section in Reset Forums, homeservershow.com, called CES 2018 Coverage. And that's for all of you guys to post things that come out new. I call this Forest for the Trees because sometimes when you're at the show, you can't see what's being released, right? You can't get all the news. If you just breeze through in Gadget and The Verge all day while you're at work, you're going to cover more ground than I can, right? It's true. 
and whatever interests you, make a post out there on CES 2018 coverage. And then when the show's all done in a month, a couple of months from now, the ones that need to be moved over to the Wi-Fi section, I'll move them over to the Wi-Fi section, you know. We'll, we'll do that. So that gives you a chance to feedback and chat with me. And if you see something, please, if there's some new Terra server, you know, that we want to look at, with hard drives and crazy Wi-Fi amps or something, you know, let's alert me out there. Tweet me too. We will, I will try to get out there and take a look at some of those things. I also go to two shows, one called Pepcom, one called Showstoppers. These are shows where they put in, you know, 200 vendors into one huge room. They serve you food and drinks, and they let you walk around and talk to these vendors. And it's a very, I almost like these better than I do the show floor because it's compact. I can hit a lot of vendors in a short amount of time that cover many different categories, right? Last year, I really enjoyed Pepcom more than I did Showstoppers. Showstoppers used to be the elite um, pre-show event, and I now think that that has shifted. I almost said swayed. I think that is shifted over to Pepcom. I think that is the more elite event. I think they, they are drawing really good vendors. You can see folks from Seagate to IOSafe to HP comes out and they bring their brand new laptops and you can just walk right up to them and start flipping and detaching laptops. It's it's a great show. So I'm going to those and those are always from like 7 to 10.30 or 6 to 10. They're late at night. You get home late and then you got to publish something and then you have to you know, try to get some sleep. Sometimes I get out to CES and I just say the heck with it. I'm not publishing anything. I'm wiped, going to bed, or I'm watching Discovery Channel for 30 minutes and then I'm crashing because, you know, I don't get Discovery Channel at home. Um, That's what I do and I can't wait to get it started and I want to make sure that you get out there in that link to the forums and help me find the cool stuff, right? All right, we need to talk about Blink after last week's podcast. Amazon and Blink came out with the announcement that Blink has been purchased by Amazon, acquired. And that explains the whole SmartThings uh, debacle with them ending SmartThings support, which was really abrupt. Listen to last week's episode if you want me to go on about that. So at least at least it makes sense now. But where where are we going? with Amazon now owning the Blink camera line, which it's a great camera line. I know I talk about this on and on about these Blink cameras, but they are really good. And that also reminds me, I need to change the batteries in one of my Blink cameras. Probably should get both. Because they have, well, they've been running for six months and they're finally ran down. That's a great problem to have with the blink cameras two double a batteries that thing sips the batteries so and we use them like crazy every time we go in and out it's recording and alerting so i want to talk to amazon about blink but that does explain everything and see where their direction is with i think they're not necessarily buying into the form factor that 
Blink has created, yet they are buying into the technology that is in that power-sipping camera device and the AI and the mechanisms that the software employs to further Amazon's vision to peer in on whatever we do that makes us buy from Amazon. So, interesting things. um, I will talk with them at CES, and I don't know, I may have to hit them with some hard questions. I want to beat them up about smart things. Definitely going to do that. See if they'll let me record that. Sometimes they don't want you to record. They're gonna. Sometimes they'll ask you, "What are you gonna ask?" I'm like I don't know questions, and say, "Okay, well we're we're not talking politics, religion, or smart things." I'm like, "Oh man, that's what I want to talk about." So, you never know. I'll beat them up about it. I think I've covered my list. I've gone on for forty minutes. I I don't know how I talk for forty minutes straight. I honestly don't know how I do that, and I can't believe. People listen to it, but I that is what I thank you for. Uh, it is this is a great start to 2018. I I am amped up. I am excited to get out to CES. And I'm excited to hit the carpet of the showrooms and the and the hotels. And I need to check if I have a rental car. <laughs> um, it's I I'm just I'm pulled apart right now. I have so much to do, and so we'll get rid of it. We'll get out of here. And I really want to talk with you. I can't say it enough. I want to talk with you. I want you to come out here to the CES 2018 coverage tab on the homeservershow.com forums, or you can get to it as well from resetforums.com. And I want to talk about the gear. Now, speaking of the gear, Netgear has already like one-upped everybody and said, hey, we have a brand new mesh unit for our Orbi system. <clears throat> and this thing is really, really nice looking. This is a good f- forward-thinking piece of gear. An outdoor Orbi that just has a power plug. So it connects to your Orbi Wi-Fi network over Wi-Fi and spreads it out over another 2,500 square feet outdoors. Outdoors. This is awesome. Especially for a guy that's building a pool. Hello, Netgear. Let's talk, <laughs> right? Okay, there's one small problem. Actually, it's a big problem. It's 330 problems. Yes, it's 330 bucks. That's a lot of coin. That's a lot of bucks for the, um, for the outdoor Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's expensive. I tend to think, you know, a little lower, just a couple of dollars lower, and it's worth all of that and a bag of chips because these things can really spray the signal and it's going to cover really good. I would love to have one in the backyard and one in the front yard and just overpower my neighbors, right? Take that, neighbors. Asus has announced a mesh product and it's not a brand new box of little bricks that you plug in all over your house. They're just announcing some software. They're saying, hey, all of our gear is now mesh capable. Just buy it and stick it everywhere. That's pretty slick. Now, Asus has got some wild-looking hardware. I mean some wild-looking hardware. So it's kind of interesting. I, I don't want all these alien antenna boxes all over my system. But, 
hey, it works, right? And it's probably going to be faster. It's probably going to be cheaper. So we need to dig in. I need I need you guys, someone with Asus in their house. Let's get a couple more and let's see. Let's see how this AI mesh works. Update your firmware. Set the primary router. Let it search for your other um, Asus devices and create the mesh network. And let's see what's going on. So that that seems kind of cool. I'm going to try to sneak over and talk with those guys too. So that'll be neat. That's got to be it. I, I, I have to be done. I need to get rolling on some more contacts and some more email. And I need to I need to check my mining gear, right? I know you know that's what I want to do. I, I've enjoyed talking with you today. I can't wait to get CES. If you see me on the show floor, there's a reset sticker waiting for you. Just find me. Say, Dave, I'm a reset listener. How about a sticker? If you're not going to CES, you can always get your sticker. I will mail it to you. Just go to patreon.com slash David McCabe. Go to that link. Subscribe for $1 a month, and I'll send you a reset sticker. That's It's that simple. If you don't want to do that, and you want to support what I do in some other fashion, I've created a beta. Go to the forums, homeservershow.com slash forums. There's a link called Reset Miner Beta. Now, this is a JavaScript miner. This mines a coin on your browser, and it benefits me. So, that's how it works. You have to log in and and able to do that. It's just a test. It's on one page, on the Reset Miner Beta page. So, no other pages do this. And I know some guys have taken some of these JavaScripts and created a monster. Like you go to a website, you know, it's, it's a nefarious website. You got to really be off into the weeds to get to some of these things. But you get off into the weeds and your CPU fan kicks up. And you're like, what the heck's going on? And you figure out that your CPU is mining for some website. That's exactly what my page is doing. Except it's doing it friendlier. Now, I did put a post in the forums, and I said, hey, everybody, go test this. And I've had a couple of guys go out there, test it, and sit on that page and have it mine a little bit. And they're like, hey, I don't see anything going on. No fans are running. And that's the deal, right? It's not going to tear up your hardware. It's not going to suck the voltage out of your wall sockets. It's kind of a nice, friendly uh, beta test of a JavaScript. If you have an ad blocker, it will block it. It's a JavaScript. Just like it does the uh, Google uh, tracking mechanism or the uh, commission sales tracking mechanism for uh, you know Amazon links and eBay and Newegg links. If you have an ad blocker, it does block all that. So, you know, us website folks, we're trying to figure out new ways in which to generate revenue and not have to put flashing uh smash the whatever those smash the monkey ads you know crazy ads in front of your face so we don't do that we just ask you to test this so go test that for me and then feedback there is a post under forum news i'd like you to do that but if you want to get your reset sticker the old-fashioned way patreon.com slash david mccabe i will either see you at ces or i will talk to you from ces Don't forget that YouTube channel, youtube.com slash David McCabe. I will blast pictures on Twitter to no end. 
That's what I like to do. Take a picture of my friends. Take a picture of some crazy gear and send it out on Twitter and let you react. That's what I'll try to do. See you in the forums, guys. We'll see you at CES. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. This has been Reset, a member of the Geeks Network. Check out thegeeksnetwork.com for more great podcasts and forums. Reset can be found at mccabe.io, youtube.com slash David McCabe for the videos, and on Twitter at mccabe.io. Intro and outro music by Daryl Lee. Find Daryl Lee at soundcloud.com, Daryl Lee Music. That's D-E-R-L-E-E, music. Support of this podcast can be done at patreon.com slash David McCabe. And if you wouldn't mind, throw a couple stars out there on iTunes if you get a chance to. Thank you for supporting, and I'll see you next week on Reset. Reset.